This is the None of Your Business Podcast. I'm your host, Robert DeLude, and it is my mission to bring you inspiring stories from entrepreneurs, businessmen, and women, students, coaches, or anyone else who is crushing it in life and doing kick-ass things. We all go through struggles. It doesn't matter what our background is, but we can overcome them. And I'm going to show you how. Thank you for joining me today. Now let the show begin. Good morning, and it is Friday. This is the None of Your Business podcast. I want to thank you guys for tuning in each week and always sharing this with a loved one, sharing this with a friend, throwing it up on your Instagram, on your Facebook, or just having it in the car, wherever you guys are, wherever you allow me to inspire others and be a part of this inspiration nation. I just want to thank you for that. And today I have someone very special on. This was, I know I always, I, I know I say a lot, it was a true honor. But for me, it is a true honor to speak with each person that, one, gives me their time. And two, meeting someone and, know, and learning what they have and being a part of their journey. So it is a true honor. So, Marla Goldberg. If you haven't heard about Marla, she is an energy healer, intuitive, speaker, teacher, international, best-selling author, and she even has her own podcast, host of Guided Spirit Conversations. Marla is an amazing person. She is so kind and loving. And I can really read her energy. And she it just is obvious that she's just such a caring person. And she's just here to help. She really just wants to get down to that next level and ha- help you with your journey. Help you come over these traumas. And become the best version of yourself. I really learned a lot from this conversation that I had with Marla. It was really fun. Um, She opened up. I opened up about some struggles that we had. And it was just incredible. I really don't know what else to say except for please listen all the way through. Please go rate and review it. And... Find her on all the social media platforms. Check out her website. All the information will be in the description, guys. Um, and stay tuned. Stay tuned to the very end. My friend Michael Chauncey has a very special offer for my listeners. So go check her out. Um, and with that, like. I just truly believe in what Michael is doing and seeing her clients and the hands-on training that she does, even it is online and the passion she has towards each client and what she's doing. You know, I've seen guys 
and girls in not the greatest shape and then now they're competing in bodybuilding um just or just change their different lifestyle habits so or eating or just learning something different so stay to the end check that out check her out check me out on instagram facebook robert delude um i love you guys please share this with somebody and enjoy your weekend two three and we're on so welcome who are you what do you do i'm marla goldberg i'm an energy healer intuitive i'm a best-selling author i have a podcast called guided spirit conversations and i'm a speaker speaker okay so how did you get into the healing field it it wasn't by conscious choice um i had gone down some pretty i was at the bottom of my barrel i mean i had hit rock bottom in my life and i was depressed and i didn't know what to do and there was a woman's conference and and there was a woman who was speaking about how to heal yourself and I said, I've got, to, I've got to listen to this because everything I'm doing isn't working. I'd been mm-hmm. in talk therapy from one month after my first marriage. I had, it was, he, he was an abusive alcoholic, uh, verbally and emotionally. He never did hit me, but he was verbally and emotionally abusive. And it was, the marriage was getting worse. He was getting more out of control. And I didn't know what to do. And then and I went to this conference and everything this woman was saying resonated. My hand just kept lifting every question she asked. And the following week, she was having an informational. And I went, didn't quite wrap my mind around what she was talking about, but I went anyway. And she said, who's going to sign up for a four-day basic? And I, my hand raised. And all I kept hearing in my voice was a voice saying, what do you have to lose? Nothing else is working. What do you have to lose? Nothing else mm-hmm. is working for you. So I went to the four-day basic, and I had my first psychic, known psychic experience. because. We all have the ability. We just tune it out mm-hmm. um, because we let our ego monkey you know, mind chatter so much. And that's what we think is what leads us. And it really isn't. And it's the silent voice that you hear that guides you, that's, that's benevolent, that's spiritual guidance for you. And so I went to her you know, four-day workshop, had that experience. Still had some issues wrapping my mind around it, but still kept hearing that voice going, you have nothing to lose. Keep going. Keep doing it. So I went to the next one and the next one. And by that time, I decided to file for divorce. And I paid for the whole school uh, so that I knew it was going to be, if if anything, my my education was going to be taken care of, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And so I went to the three years and graduated. I didn't get certified in her technique you know, in her school, but I didn't think I was going to be using it for anybody else. So years go by and I've started businesses and stopped businesses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was not going to be an energy healer. Hmm. You know, like if I was meeting you, Robert, and I did say, what do you do? If I said energy healer, it'd be like, I'm an energy healer. Like I would whisper it, you know, not owning it, who I was or what I was doing or where I was shifting to. Why was that? Because I don't know. I just... I don't know. That's a great question. I have to, I'll have to meditate on that. But I just didn't feel that this is the road I was going on. I was always very mainstream. And maybe because it was so alternative. You know, I was a serial entrepreneur. I, by that time, I had three businesses. And um, so I, I just couldn't do it. But I, I connected with my next husband, my second husband. And we were on a trip together. And I heard this 
big booming voice in my ears. I mean, it was screaming at me saying, you need to start a practice and you need to start helping people. And I woke up oh, out really? of a deep sleep. Yes. <laughs> I was in this deep sleep. I turned to my husband and said, what did you just tell me? And he goes, what? Because he was asleep. Mm-hmm. And, but I had obviously woken him up. Yeah. And so when we both had our wits together and got all the cobwebs out, we talked about it. And he said, why don't you try it? And I said, Okay, so I first started it part-time, and I got so busy, I went full-time and left everything else behind, and once I started going down this path, I never turned around and looked at anything else. That's that's really cool. Um, were you like, did you wake up and you were all sweaty and like didn't know what was going on, or did you just have that voice and you just got awoken, I mean? You know when somebody, you've been in a deep sleep and somebody wakes you up suddenly mm-hmm. and you just pop up like, what what, 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 what did you just say? Yeah. It was one of those kind of things. Okay. I, you know, the experiences. And it was like, and I, that's why I turned to my husband and was like, what did you just say to me? Because I just, I didn't even pay attention that the voice wasn't his. Mm-hmm. I just heard this big booming voice. So I thought he was telling me what to do, mm-hmm. which always works so well with me. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't. And, you know, then he said, well, maybe you need to try it. And here we are. Wow. Well, good for you. That's awesome. So like the first client that you had, like, what did that do for you? Um, well, it was, I had to do my, a lot of cleaning out my closets during that three-year school. Mm-hmm. So we would work on volunteers. So I had been working on people for three years prior. Well, mm-hmm. Three years. I kept taking classes and adding more, even though I wasn't using them for anybody. Mm-hmm. But by the time I 2014 came around, I um, I was excited. It's like somebody wants to work with me, woo woo, <laughs> and they want to pay me, and that's great. And then when the results were really positive, you know, it's it's just more, um, you know, confidence that you build. Yeah, well, like. Can you get in deeper? In, like, what do you mean by confidence in that? Well, like anytime you're starting something new, though I was very well trained in many modalities, um, I hadn't used a number of them in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was also learning another modality, which is one of my favorites to use, which is spir- spiritual response therapy, otherwise known as SRT. And it was just, you know, it was like, Wow, I can help someone. It, it just felt good that I was able to help someone shift their life, and I was compensated for it, and there were great results. So it was it was just like wow, I'm I'm you know I'm really a healer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's that's amazing. That's that's amazing. I love you know getting. Uh, emails or messages from people on Instagram, like, Hey, you know, this episode really inspired me and helped me. Like I'm doing nothing like what you're doing, but I, I'm just saying, I, I think I can relate on the level that you're expressing right now. But you are helping people because you're giving people information they might not otherwise have. You're introducing them to people they might not otherwise be introduced to. All of that is positive. Oh, well, you are. Yes, you are correct. Um, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. So you have a podcast. I do have a podcast, Guided Spirit Conversations. Got it. And why did you start that? To help because my so, so my mission and my philosophy about this is twofold. A, I wanted to find 
people in the metaphysician business, healers, thought leaders, metaphysicians, you know, paranormal, psychics, et cetera, who other people might not know about, but who are really gifted and talented individuals. Mm -hmm. They have really amazing abilities. So for example, my podcast airs live on Thursdays, and I had this amazing woman on today who calls herself a professional fairy godmother. Really? Yes. That's awesome. And she, she's amazing. I mean, I, I say that about all my guests because they all are so special and they all have their own bright light in each modality that they practice in. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they have their personalities. And, you know, I've, I'm very fortunate that I've resonated well with really all of my, my guests. So very excited about that. But the mission, going back to that, is twofold. I wanted to find these healers that people didn't know about and give them exposure. And I wanted to give to the listener information through tips, tools, techniques, through the conversation that they might be able to incorporate into their life easily to help shift it, tweak it, or enhance it, whatever their needs are. And so that's what brought me to doing the podcast. But it was spirit-guided as well because I kept getting this. So how spirit tends to work is it'll give you a suggestion really quietly. And if you don't listen to it, it keeps like tapping you harder and harder and harder until you have no choice but to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Hence the big voice in my ear. And so I started the, the podcast. And I'm one of these people. I'm an extroverted introvert. So I, you know, I'm usually very quiet. If I'm at a big party, I'm great one-on-one or in small groups, but mm-hmm. I would sort of hang back and observe. Mm-hmm. So for me to put myself front and center like that was scary and huge. And, but I did it. I'm doing it. I'm enjoying it. And I just feel so blessed and grateful for the people I, I'm interviewing and exposing to the world. How long have you been doing that for? Um, about a year and a half now. Hey, right on. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the first time uh, I released my first episode, I swore it was like back to AOL connection, <laughs> just waiting for it to load. And my anxiety was so high. I was glued to my bed for like two to three hours after. Really? Yeah. Because I just, I'm, like, I get I, it. Yeah. It's just so much anxiety. And like, it doesn't, didn't matter how much I prayed, how much I meditated. It just, I was glued to my bed and eventually like through the process of doing it over and over again, like it's not, it's. It's like anything else. If yeah. you're not, if you're not aware, you know, if you're not sure of what you're doing or you don't have the confidence, you, you gain the confidence. And then with confidence, you know, it just becomes rote, you know, you get very good at it and it's very smooth at it, hopefully. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <clears throat> yeah, ex- exactly. You know, if I was good at it, or if anybody's good at it, they should have been doing it five years ago. But if you don't know you're good at it, mm-hmm. then you don't know, right? You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. You find out that you're really good at it, and you love it, and you have something to offer, and then you get excited. Then it turns mm-hmm. around from angst to excitement. Yeah, exactly. You know, before uh, we started recording, I was telling you that I'm a recovering drug addict and alcoholic. Yes. You know, back in 2018, I, I tried to kill me and my fiance at the time through uh, coming down off methamphetamine in a car wreck. And luckily, we didn't die, obviously, because we're here. 
you know, then I ended up overdosing and then uh, waking up in the hospital four days later. And then this is when I started the journey of this podcast and trying to inspire people. So, you know, I've, I've always struggled with like depression, self-worth, um, staying sober. Like I've had spurts of sobriety on and off, but, uh, what are some, you shared some of your personal struggles. Do you want to share any more? I'll, I'll share anything. I'll share, I'm an open book literally because see, <laughs> I've written this book, my effing long journey to loving myself, a guide to a shorter path. And it doesn't, doesn't tell you every bad decision I made that didn't serve me, but it gives you a really good idea about the bad decisions I made that didn't serve me. Yeah. I, I love the title. I wa- Thank was you. <laughs> really wanting to ask you about that. Um, so when you were a child, like, did you ever think that like you would go through any of the struggles that you've gone through? Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, I came from a dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents were very self-involved and very, uh, there was abandonment and neglect in terms of their relationship with my sister, brother, and I, and them. But um, I, you know, I, I envisioned this amazing, glorious life, and I, I was down the road to have it. I was, um, I had a high school sweetheart, and I was engaged at a young age, and, but then, and it, this is in the book, but um, I got scared because certain things happened and I didn't feel supported and I thought I was going to end up in a marriage like my parents. And I was very afraid. And then he got afraid, became afraid. And finally, I, you know, I was like, you know, pulled up my bootstraps and said, I'm, I'm going to be the best wife. And then he's like, well, maybe we shouldn't get married. And I broke off the whole relationship. Oh, wow. And it changed the whole course of my life and my decision making. And I honestly thought we'd probably get back together. But then he started dating other people. And everybody was kind enough to share with me everybody he was dating. Mm. So um, as people can be so so nice that way. And so I figured, okay, I just need to move on with my life. And I did, but it took me a long time. Because when you know, I had self-esteem issues before and self-confidence issues, but when, you know, we didn't get back together and things progressed the way they did, then I started feeling like, uh, you know, more unlovable and built, built strange walls. And then I would be picking people in my life that was more like my father, mm-hmm. who was unavailable than what I'd walked away from, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, it does. Why do you think you know, people go for somebody like their father that are unavailable. Because if you, or their mother, it, but if, because you feel like if you can find somebody like them and make it work and, and sort of like iron out all the kinks, then you successfully dealt with your relationship with the parent. Mm. And it doesn't really work that way. Mm-hmm. And what you really need to work out is the relationship within yourself, in my opinion. Um, because once you realize that you don't want to bring, if you have a dysfunctional parent and you want to bring them into your life, like whether someone's overbearing or um, neglectful, whatever it might be, and you bring that into your life, a wounded individual, you're going to be knocking your head against the wall for a very long time because there's no there's no upside. There really isn't very few people, in my opinion, 
really are able to work that out and be successful with it. Some, some maybe, you know, don't be angry at me for saying it out there. Some people may, can be very successful, but the majority of people, if you're doing it for that reason, I don't believe find success. So how would you, uh, like, I know you have like 14 different techniques on healing, um, but if somebody out there is at their rock bottom and just looking to find self-love and start the healing process, do you have three tips that anybody could start? I have 14, but I will, <laughs> but I will start with first you need to re, you, you have to reevaluate yourself. That's number one. And if you're somebody who was very much like me and I repressed my feelings, I was very, have you seen Gone with the Wind? I don't believe I have. Okay. Great movie. But Scarlett O'Hara would have all these major tra traumatic, dramatic things happen to her. And she'd stand on a mountainside and say, as God is my witness, I'll never do this again, or mm -hmm. I'll never be hungry. She would make vows technically. And I would make these vows and I'd repress my feelings. And if you're a repressor, you need to get this stuff out. You need to realize that you're pushing down emotions, whether it's disappointment, hurt, um, abandonment, frustration, fear, whatever it might be, you need to get it up and out of your system. And so my book shows you a number of ways of doing that. Um, but really, you need to really evaluate what's going on inside. Then you have a forgiveness piece. And you, you're not going to be able to get to the next part without this, because it's not only forgiving other people, but you have to forgive yourself. And that's hard. Being, being able to say, gee, Marla, I'm really sorry that you made all these horrible decisions and that you did this and that you feel, felt humiliated about that, it's not an easy thing. But it's, to me, it's a vital thing because once you learn to forgive yourself, it's a gift you give yourself. And just like forgiving another person, it's not letting them off the hook. It's a gift you give yourself for peace mm -hmm. of mind, peace of heart. Mm -hmm. yes. and, and then we get into self-acceptance and... There's, there's a lot of things we need to do to accept ourselves. And one of the things is an inner child meditation. I, there's a lot of them on YouTube. You know, where you meet, uh, meet up with your wounded child and you comfort and you have conversations, whatever the conversations may be. I mean, that's, I think, really important because a lot of us, a lot of the stuff that, that we bring forth happens to us in childhood. Mm -hmm. You know, where we are unconscious or subconsciously pick up things messages, cues, whatever you might want to call it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's, there's looking at yourself in the mirror. Now there's looking at your eyes or there's some people who have body images, which, which a lot of us do as mm -hmm. human beings, mm -hmm. look at themselves naked and then they go by and, you know, in the mirror and they look at themselves and they go, I, you know, I love my calves. I love my thighs. I love my butt. I love my belly, whatever it might be. And they send love to their, their body and they accept who they are. And then we get into who we are as people, you know, and those affirmations that help lift you up with that as well. Mm, I like that. Body affirmations. Mm. Yeah. Though that's a new one. I, I like that. Thank you. I, I do self-affirmations, but like mainly for my mindset and my attitude, never for my Cabs that are, I think, are always small. So, <laughs> but but look what they do. They help you. They help you move forward. Your trajectory, your legs, mm -hmm. your knees, your thighs, 
you know, your buttocks, your back, it's all, it's all in unison to get you to move forward. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it as taking, you know, by, by affirming and, and learning to accept the positive and negative, and I say perceived negative, because your calves might be really thin to you, but they might be really attractive to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's a perception. You're absolutely correct. So absolutely correct. Once I started uh, weightlifting, like my body image, like I would stare in the mirror and just like I'm tiny. I'm the biggest I've ever been, but if I go look in the mirror, I think I'm tiny right now. Um, well, not right now because I'm I'm more content with myself. But six months ago, that was not the case. Like I was a hundred pounds uh, at 19 years old, and now I'm almost 200. So through lots wow. of uh, weight training, but like I always think, because it is not enough self love. Like I'm getting better and better each day, but. I, that's one thing that I struggle with is body image for sure. So, and have you seen the help? Have I seen the help? The movie, the movie, the help. No, the I, I say that Viola Davis in, in the movie, she has taken care of a little white child and we know mm-hmm. Viola Davis is not white and she teaches the child, you know, I am smart. I am special. I am. I can't remember the three things she says, but the, the child's, you know, she has the child say that multiple times a day to build self-esteem, to build self-confidence. And even as adults, we can walk around saying, I am, because I am saying those two words alone is, you are God. I am is the, um, what I'm, I'm losing my words today for some reason, the embodiment of God. And it's you say, I am smart. I am funny. I am abundant. I am prosperous prosperous you know i am healthy it helps shift the dna it it shifts the energy and Mm. because you're bringing it into your your cellular dna Mm. being your own master of your own words exactly and it's really important for people to watch what they say what they do and what they project what Mm. you think about because those all have energetic Abilities. One of my techniques, and I, I, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to share, but is saying yeah, clear. For it. Thank you. Is saying clear delete. And why do I say that? Because I'm human, and I have thoughts like everyone else that might not be of the highest vibration. Like if somebody cuts me off, you know, I'll do a little mm. rest or fresh or fresh under my breath. Mm-hmm. But then I say clear delete, and I do it three times because it stops. The energetic boomerang, because when you project negativity out, whether it's to yourself or somebody else, or you say something, or you do something, you, you it's going to come back to you. That's the law of karma. What goes around comes around. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Were you going to say something? No, no, I. Uh, no, you're you're good. Okay. You're good. No, nothing. Okay. But go. But so, but but go clear delete. Saying clear delete three times will stop that energetic boomerang because you you're you're paying attention to what you're saying or thinking or doing, and you stop it. You know from going out there into the ethers. Where did you pick up that clear delete? Where did I pick it up? Somewhere in my training, someone had told me about about it, and I just you know took it to another level for me. Yeah, that's I, really interesting. Yeah, but some days it's a mantra. 
Some days I'll think something, then I'll go clear delete and I do it three times and then I'll go, okay. And then I'll, something else pops into my head and I do it again. And then there are days I don't say it at all, but what I've done, and I've been doing this over a decade, mm -hmm. right? So now I'm much more aware of the things I do and I say, and I make a concerted effort to be kind as much, you know, as much as I humanly can. Mm -hmm. To be kind, to be polite, to treat people with the respect, respect they deserve. Um, and maybe they don't deserve respect, but I'm going to treat them that way anyway, opposed to being rude to somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all a child of God, whatever you choose your higher power to be. Like, we are a creation of a higher power and we need to be treated like one. Even maybe they don't deserve it, but it's, I think it's our responsibility to be kind to one another. Well, it shifts the energy. Mm -hmm. It shifts the energy of what's going on. So um, I adopted two children oh. from my first husband, and we're estranged now. But every day in my prayers, you better believe, I, clear, I say I want to clear whatever's going on between us. And then I put them in a pink bubble filled with love and compassion. I send it back to them. That's amazing. And it's, you know, whether we ever connect again or not is irrelevant. But I know that I'm doing my, my part in just sending what I feel that they need. They need love and compassion. You've got it. That's amazing. That's cool. It's really cool. I don't normally put that out there in, in public, but yeah. But you did. So that's, that's did. awesome. Right on. Thank well, you. thank you for sharing that with me. You're welcome. So you're a serial entrepreneur. Yes, I am. I'm sure you've had some fails. Yes, I have. Well, I, here's the thing. I don't look at them as fails. I, there's some aspects of my business that was always successful. Mm -hmm. There's some that not, were not as successful, but they were all stepping stones to learning. What was your first business? Uh, an event management company. Well, my very first business, believe it or not, was my neighbor and I started a camp at the age of 10 for kids oh, really? younger than us. And I don't even know how many weeks it lasted, but we did that for a few weeks in the summertime. That was the very first job I've ever had. So you were an entrepreneur from the get-go. I was. It was in your DNA. I love it. But my first, my first um, business that I started as an adult was an event management company. So I produced corporate events nationwide. Oh, really? Yeah. Why did you get into that? Well, I started in the restaurant business when I was 16. Okay. And I loved it. And so I just stayed, you know, I'd go in and out of hospitality. And then when I had, um, I'd gone from restaurants into catering, off-premise catering. Then I went to private club catering, hotel catering. And then I, I learned the business and I enjoyed it. And then um, it was one of my decisions that probably didn't serve me as well as others. But I had gotten upset with somebody I was working with. And I said, you know, I can, I, I've made a lot of people a lot of money in sales. I'm going to do it for me. Mm. And I turned around and opened a business. And that's just how I ended up doing it the first time. Cool. Right on. How old were you when you did that? 29 or 30. And you did it. Well, you obviously you had a team, but you did it all on your own. No, I did it on my own. I didn't have a team. Oh. I didn't even know how to make a business plan. I didn't even know of business plans. Mm -hmm. I just came up with a name, had it searched, got the name done, got a logo, and opened up my doors. 
That's awesome. I mean, and what was interesting is like I, I it was nine months about nine months that I didn't have any clients at all. And I thought, oh my God, this wasn't going to happen. And then all of a sudden it went boom, 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 boom. And I had finished my year in the black. And I had gotten like 10 events, you know, back to back. And all of them were literally six weeks apart from the, from the time we contracted to the date of execution was six weeks oh, really? for the rest of the year. Yeah. Right on. And how long did you do that for? Um, 11 years. 11 years. Okay. That's, that's really cool. Thank you. Why did you get out of it? Well, I didn't. Well, so what I ended up doing is while I was doing my event management company, it was a Christmas, one holiday season, and I decided to, to make candy for clients. Okay. And one of my clients said, you need to, you know, you need to market this. So while I started my event company, I started this candy manufacturing company. So I was like a lunatic doing both at the same time. And I did that for five years. Wow. But, but I ended up stopping when I'd gotten married because when I'd gotten, you know, when I got married because it was just too overwhelming to raise two children who had a lot of trauma, drama mm -hmm. behind them and deal with the father who's an alcoholic mm -hmm. and try to, I mean, it was all consuming. For I, me. Yeah, I bet. Being in that household, trying to run two businesses, raise children, have that type of relationship, I, I bet. Well, I closed the candy manufacturing business because I decided I was going to do that, but I was still doing the event business. But I couldn't even do that because it seemed every time I would go to a meeting of some sort, mm -hmm. something would happen in the house. So I felt like I had to be some sort of a centurion and be on watch all the time of what was going on in that house. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine. I definitely would imagine. And I can kind of relate because I grew up in an alcoholic home. So I, I can relate. So I, I got to ask, what is a medical intuitive? I, so a medical intuitive is an intuitive who can scan a body and energy fields and tell you what's going on with it. So for example, um, you might go to a medical intuitive with nothing going, they thinking nothing, but just, you know, you're curious, right? But they say, oh, maybe you need to go to your um, OB-GYN. There might be something going on with your breast or with your ovaries or with mm. your uterus. And, you know, you might want to get a check or they might say, do you know of anything going on? Whatever it might be. But they, they know of alternative ways of working with people, with finding you alternative healers that could also help with, certain, you know, with many, many, many illnesses. Okay. So maybe not the like, prescription drug side and instead of like a more of a holistic approach? Very much a holistic approach. Gotcha. Very much. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now I understand. I figured that was kind of the approach, but I... I just had to ask what it was. So thank you. You're welcome. I believe in both. I believe that Western medicine has its place, but I truly believe that alternative or holistic medicine has a huge, uh, you know, playground of, of things that can help, you know, that might not cure a disease, but it might help lessen a disease or an illness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. So 
Yeah, there's a there's a guy by the name of Anthony William. He's called uh, he's a medical intuitive, and he's he's amazing. Um, I don't know if he takes clients or not, but he has books and he does a lot of podcasts and interviews. And you find that a lot of diseases that people have are really starting on an energetic level or um, like, for example, a lot of autoimmune starts out a leaky gut. Mm -hmm. So things like rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, chronic fatigue, you know, so when what, what's leaky gut, it, it's, this is something I just learned that the cells of the intestinal lining are only one layer thick where others like this, the epidermis on your hand is seven layers, mm -hmm. but they're tough. But foods, there are certain foods that have like gluten in them that act sort of like little mini razor blades and they cut little slices into the, to the wall of the intestine mm -hmm. and then it starts opening up and then toxins start going into your bloodstream. Mm. And then that's when you get some of these autoimmune diseases. Mm. So he might be somebody to look into and, and see if you can find an you know, alternative with the situation that we're referring to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Always. That's really cool. So can you go into more detail about your, like, the first time you had a spiritual awakening a spiritual awakening or a spirit or a psychic episode let's do the psychic episode okay okay yeah. so as i was saying i went into that four-day basic class and it was day one <clears throat> and the teacher taught us how to ground and then she said okay now we're going to get partners and so the exercise was you sit knee to knee your knees touching with your partner one person would have their hand up and the set of hands up and the other one would have their hands on top of the receiver. So the person with the hands up would be the receiver mm -hmm. and the ones with the hands on top would be the giver. And then you'd sit there for about five minutes in silence and you would be, you know, grounding and doing, the, you know, following her instructions. And when it was my turn to be the receiver, I and I had high doubts that I was uh, able to give her anything. I just kept praying to God. I said, please God, give me something. Give me, let me give her something. Don't let me disappoint her. I was so worried I was going to disappoint her. And I got three visions. One was a, a big, long braid. Really? But then I saw the braid being cut and being turned into a rope bridge. Really? And then I saw two little hands playing piano. That was all I received. What? Those three things. You know, like a child's hands or somebody with really tiny hands playing piano. Are you serious? Yes. That is, okay. Can you tell me more about that? Well, so the, my, my giver, I, when it was my turn to share with her, I said, okay, only, I, this is what I have. I told her about the braid. I told her about the bridge and I told her about the piano. And she had lived in, I can't remember where, it might have been Vermont or somewhere, you know, the, the New England area. And she said, she would go into the woods. She's very much an earth mother kind of gal. Mm -hmm. And she would grow her hair down to her waist or her hips or whatever. And she'd go into the forest and she'd cut her hair. She'd rubber band it on both sides and she'd cut the braid. And she said she saved all of them except for one. And she regretted giving it to whoever she gave the braid, her hair to. But just because it, it felt like there was an empty space for her ritual. That was all. Not mm -hmm. because she wasn't giving. The next thing was 
the rope bridges, she lived somewhere and she didn't, they didn't have a lot of money. They didn't have a car. And so she had to walk to town and to get to town and back, she had to cross a rope bridge. No way. Yeah. And then the third thing with the piano, she was living, I believe at the time she was living in Wisconsin and she said she was living in, I think she said it was like a one room home and her husband and her two kids and her were living in this one room. And really the only piece of furniture they had was this piano and she was teaching her children how to play piano. No way. Yeah. Yep. I know when I was done, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like I was dumbstruck. I've never seen this person before. Never saw her before. Didn't know anything about her background. Didn't even know her name before we did this exercise. No way. Nothing. Yeah. That is amazing. That's super cool. Thank you. I thought it was pretty cool too, especially because I have a girlfriend who is highly intuitive and she keeps saying, my gut I doesn't feel right about this. My gut doesn't feel that. It's like, why isn't mine working? Well, mine wasn't working because I was living in my head. Once I got out of my head and got quiet, then I started getting information and guidance. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's, that's the big... That's super cool. Man, I... It's really cool. That really excites me. I love hearing stuff about that. I, uh, you know, practicing meditation, being more mindful about my words, thoughts, and actions, and really just trusting my gut and my intuitive instinct. Um, it's like something like I always second guess myself, and when I don't go with my first instinct, like it's always ninety nine percent of the time I should have went with it. You know, trusting the gut, having that intuitive thought. Not second right guessing thought, right? yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and just really using, you know, this more spiritual approach on guiding my life. And I think it's really cool. And I love hearing other people's stories of doing it. Um, you know, the other day I was like, I'm debating on moving to a different town. And you mean like North Carolina? <laughs> well maybe now too <laughs> <laughs> you don't know <laughs> but uh no uh so i live in helena the state capital and i'm like was thinking about mo moving to missoula montana which is about two hours west and like it's, it's snowing up here like i'm not gonna see a butterfly so i just spoke into the universe and like show me a butterfly if i'm supposed to move four hours later i see a butterfly and i'm like are you kidding me like so I love stuff. I love hearing about this stuff. I love experiencing that kind of stuff. Um, it's just, it's super cool. And I, yeah. So do you have a, like a morning routine? Do you do? My big morning routine is I have a prayer practice. And so I have a big dog and I take my dog for a long walk in the morning and I do my prayers out loud mm -hmm. while I walk my dog. And it includes many, many pieces of um, it's segments, I should say, many segments because there's gratitude. Every day there's gratitude. Mm -hmm. I start my day with gratitude. I end my day with gratitude. And I find gratitude to be so important because when you realize what you have, you get more. Mm -hmm. When you're grateful for what you have, you get more because you realize it, it, there's, it's just amazing. So what I do in the morning is I go through this whole thing of everything I'm grateful for. And everything is, I don't know why, but everything is like compartmentalized, like my business, my personal life, my health, 
you know, I talk to spirit and tell them what I'm grateful for about them, mm-hmm. you know, because they're always with you. You're never alone. Mm-hmm. And then I do some clearing things and then I ask spirit to show me, show me how to walk my path, show me how to make a living, show me how to do this. And, and I ask for something concrete to happen every day. And it does. Something concrete happens every day to show me what path I need to be on. And I go into some more clearing. I clear blocks and interferences, you know, between myself and whatever. And then I go into a piece of saying, letting spirit know what I'm open and grateful and, you know, what I'm open to receiving gratefully and graciously. And I go through all of that. And then I send out my prayers for every, you know, living organism in the universe. Then I go into the humans and I send additional things to them. And then I go to people who need the additional loving light and healing prayer because they're sick and they need, they need the extra prayer. And I go through that and then I wind the whole thing up and put a pretty little bow on it and, you know, send it out to the universe. That's amazing. Thank you. That's really it, cool. That's what I do. That's my, that's my daily ritual. Love it. That's, that's awesome. So I got a couple last questions for you. Okay. One, where can people find you? Well, my website is Marla Goldberg, that's M-A-R-L-A-G-O-L-D-B-E-R-G.net. You can find me on, excuse me, Facebook at uh, backslash MG Healing, or Healer, excuse me. Um, Twitter, you can find me at Marla Goldberg 9. And Instagram is Marla.Goldberg. And you can find me on YouTube at Guided Spare Conversations if you want to see the behind the scene recordings of the podcast or you can find my podcast on voice america itunes google play spotify iheart right on cool 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 thank you for sharing those um so final question yes sir what's your message yeah if i can sorry excuse me (laughs) what is your message to the world you know we're coming into a season of gratitude Gratitude is, to me, gratitude and kindness are the two pillars of life. You can't have too much gratitude and you can't be too kind. And especially as the season now is starting to ramp up and, you know, how stressful family gatherings can be or corporate events, you know, just just be grateful that you have a family. Be grateful that you, you know, and be kind. You don't have to get sucked into somebody else's drama, trauma or projections. That's awesome. That's awesome. So. I love it. Um, I belong to a, uh, an organiz- organization and uh, we have a local event here in Helena and every November we have the conference is called attitude of gratitude and there's about uh, 120 people that show up um, and it's, it's pretty cool. So I love your message to the world and you know, thank you for, uh, thank you for your time. Very thank much appreciated. I love being on the show and talking to you. Appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you too. Well, I will talk to you soon. Yes. And have a good day. Thank you. You. What's up guys, man, that was an exciting episode. Wasn't it? Hope you guys learned a lot. Please again, go rate and review this on 
your listening platforms. I would very much appreciate it. But today, I want to talk to you about Tyler Michael Chauncey. She is the founder of Create Athletes. What is Create Athletes? Well, originally it was to create strong women, but now it's still to create strong women. You know, she's leveling up and becoming an even better personal trainer. And she has a special right now. She wants five new people, only five, and you could be one of those five, to lose 10 pounds in the next 30 days. If you have any other fitness goals, find her on Instagram at T-Y-L-U-E-R underscore M-I-K-A-L underscore C-H-A-N-C-Y. Let her know that you're listening to this podcast and you need the best personal trainer. So go out, find her on Instagram, let her know that Robert DeLude sent you, you know, she'll have you fill out a form, go through the process. And if you just want some amazing gym gear, she also has that too. The create hoodies are so comfortable. Um, I, yeah, I honestly wear it pretty much every day, so it's amazing, and I love it. If I could sleep in it without getting too sweaty, I probably would, so. Anyways, thank you again for tuning in today, and uh, I'll talk to you soon.